When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ayo! Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast. Can be live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. You got the full CHGO White Sox crew with you. I'm Sean Anderson. Our left is Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23 is our CHGO White Sox community leader. We doing all good? I know your microphone's giving you an issue here, Vin. Watch this. And that, folks, is how Isaac Newton discovered gravity. <laughs> yeah. He, he discovered more painfully, if memory serves. Was he not doing a podcast? He, he yes. might have been. He was doing a podcast Under on a apples tree. and... Uh, the apples came back to bite them. We've always wanted to do a podcast outside. We have. Well, Maybe now we it's becoming. Gravity. Now we have to wait till we have to. It's we have to wait like another eight months. We could have done it today. Oh, it's nice out today. It's a right. nice yeah. out today. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, at Vinny Duber, at Ecknerwall23, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We're being produced today uh, by the very trigger-happy Greg Braggs Jr., who hopefully will not blow out your eardrums like he did yesterday. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about Tim Anderson today. But, I mean, it turns out he had good reason to. That's uh, true. How about them Hawks? Hey, dun, here come dun, Hawks. Dun, 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 dun. Awesome. Awesome game. I've watched the You're whole a hockey fan now? ass Hawks game for the first time in like six years. There's another one tonight? I'm good. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, so one is enough. No, Herb was not I saw, was I not saw what I needed on. to see. The guy was great. The Hawks won. Good victory. I'm watching the Bruins too? Golly, that's too much. I have promised to save your viewers and listeners from not doing the horn today. But hey, if they keep winning, you're tempting me. If they keep winning, we need to bring it back. I'm gonna bet on them tonight, and like I bet last night with over two and a half uh, shot attempts or shots on goal by my man. See, and also I'm gonna get him a point for Connor Bedard. I'm gonna parlay that those two together. All right. Last night it was only one minus one ninety. I was like, just give me that free extra money. There you go. He got that in the first period. (laughs) <laughs> and I was wrong. Uh, Lawrence was very sure to make me uh, aware of that, that I, I thought he was going to have a little bit of oh, adjustment Oh, it's going to be like settling in? Yeah, no. no. That 18-year-old looked like a 35-year-old. <laughs> uh, he looked just... Uh, just you like know, he belonged. Natural. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, uh, they, I thought it was a little bit over the top when they were like the opening uh, package was about like stars and like they open on the universe, like the Milky Way. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, this is a little bit dramatic. Yeah. Uh, but he was pretty good and they won the game. So that's good. It was great. I enjoyed watching it. Hopefully they keep winning. I mean, we just the White Sox won their home opener or their their season opener. They, they, and they did, did not win their home opener, as we no. remember. Uh, poor Michael Kopech. Uh But they won their season opener. They did. 
and then they lost 101 times after that. So at the least Blackhawks, I can guarantee you the Blackhawks will not lose 101 games this year. I was going to make the same joke. Guaranteed. Hockey, hockey guy. <laughs> Vinny. That's <laughs> an elite hockey mic right yep. there. They might lose 81, but they won't lose 101. That'd be impressive in its own right. Um, all right. Uh, let's jump into some uh, Tim Anderson talk today because, again, we've, we've talked about this ever since the home opener, even the season opener, probably even in spring training. Uh, Tim Anderson has a team up option in 2024 and I remember even talking last offseason on if they should trade Tim Anderson last offseason um, and now they kind of have a different uh, just whole conundrum uh, Chris Getz stepping into this position as general manager now has to make the decision on if Tim Anderson's going to be a part of the team in 2024 by picking up that team option or buying him out for a million dollars we can talk about the expansive ideas that we've uh, you know thought of already maybe they pick up the option and trade them maybe they keep them because you know there just isn't a lot out there on the free agent market um, we won't really know the true White Sox decision in like what 10 days after the I believe it's, World Series? I believe it's, yeah, about a week or week and a half after the World Series uh, is the deadline on, on, on options uh, such as that one. So it's coming up. Yeah. So just trying to be prepared, right? I mean, if it happens seven days or whatever after the World Series, they come out and Chris gets declines the option, right? We'll be ready with an, an emergency podcast or whatever Herb wants to call it. That's right. Yeah. Um, if they pick up the option, we'll do a non-emergency, emergency, get to your computers podcast. Mm -hmm. um, just to be ready, let's kind of lay the groundwork. Now that the dust is settled, about 10 days away from uh, the final game, what is Tim Anderson's future with the White Sox, Herb? I think this year is Tim Anderson's last year as a White Sox. I believe 2024. They, 2024. They'll pick up his option because it makes business sense and it makes sense for the team. And then I think Tim Anderson will perform to standards that he set before this 2023 season. I think he'll still get hurt because that's White Sox stuff, but he'll have numbers. And I don't think the White Sox will be competing next year for the AL Central, or at least not at the trade deadline where they're about to trade Tim Anderson right there. Because he's, I think at that time his value will be high because it's a two-month rental and he's playing so well. Some other team would want him. And I think the White Sox, as well as some of you guys who are watching, right now not fed up but they see a couple of the cracks and some of the times where Tim's not giving the effort that is necessary for winners for a team to be setting the standard and he's fallen below what I've liked every every game where you see him it's just like lackadaisical throw to first jogging to first out of it you know this year was just a bad bad year both on and off the field for Tim Anderson so I think uh, a clean split at the trade deadline will work for everybody Tim gets to rebuild his value then go to a team and then probably perform in the playoffs as we've seen him do in the two times that he's been there and then get some more money on the free agent market next year but I think this marriage between the two is heading towards a divorce, but an amicable one where both teams get what they want eventually, or both parties get what they want eventually. It very much depends on what the White Sox want to do. And we have not gotten a straight answer from Chris Getz or, or really anybody on whether their intention is to compete for an AL Central title next year. Now, as we've said on this podcast numerous times, I don't think that's really a terrible thing because they might not know. They might not know how much they're going to be able to get done this winter that will set them up to either 
compete for an AL Central title or say, oh boy, we need to focus on 25 because 24 is just not realistic with the roster that we've got. Tim Anderson allows them to com- or gives them a better chance of competing. Keeping him gives them a better chance of competing for that AL Central title and beyond next year. That being said, that's the first decision they have to make. They don't know whether they're going to be able to sign three pitchers. They don't know whether they're going to be able to add a new right fielder and a new catcher and a new second baseman by the time that they've got to make a decision on Tim Anderson's option. And so I come back to $14 million, relatively speaking, is not the biggest gamble to make on a guy who could be an all-star shortstop, a batting title winning shortstop, a guy at the top of your order, as we discussed yesterday, who makes everything else go. Mm -hmm. Um, The White Sox, as currently constructed, are much better with Tim Anderson than without. Declining that option gives Chris Getz yet another thing that he's got to go out and find, a new shortstop, uh, or or, or, as we'll probably talk about, a new middle infielder in general, we'll say, uh, if they they, uh, decide to part ways with Tim Anderson this winter. All that said, the way Chris Getz has talked about it, very non-committal. It's got to put some doubt in your. It's got to put some doubt in your mind, even if a little bit, right? It maybe not is that slam dunk decision, Herb, that you and I have kind of assumed that it would be uh, for months now. Yeah. And and you know, I know Sean, you've been voicing kind of the opposite opinion, whether you know that's devil's advocate or or what you're actually thinking, but. Um, it seems that that line of thinking at least needs to be recognized at the moment because there hasn't been this very strong, yeah, we want Tim Anderson back next year. Yeah, Tim Anderson, he's one of the faces of our franchise. We want to be just like him. Remember, change the game. Remember, stick talk. We want to do that all, all, all over again. We haven't gotten that from the White Sox this year, and so you have to consider and think about the reality that maybe he won't get picked up. That said, as I've said before, you don't pick up Tim Anderson's option you're in a rebuild. And I don't know if it's one that's going to last six or eight years. It might just be one that's going to last one year. But you are in a rebuild because that guy helps you win when he's doing things right. And it is very much worth the $14 million gamble to try to get him to do things right for your team again. And I think we'll get into why it would be a rebuild once we look at the free agents. But I I do go back to what we talked about two weeks ago about would it define the culture of Chris Getz and Pedro Grafol's tenure if they did cut Tim Anderson. Um, again, you bring up the straw that stirs the drink. Um, there's a lot that Tim Anderson means to this organization, but that was also when this organization was winning and people were enjoying baseball watching the White Sox, which people aren't anymore. And when he was, relatively speaking, in the last two years, healthy. Yes. Yeah. And, and again, it's very weird that he is a knack for playing 123 games. 2019, he played 123 games. 2021, he played 123 games. And in 2023, he played 123 games. Um, but the issue that I just, it's, it's sticking out like a sore thumb, and we brought it up last year. Uh, he clearly made a decision to try to improve his ability by going to driveline. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we saw the fruits of that labor because of the injury that ended up happening in Minnesota with Alberto running into his knee. Um, I don't know if that's the full reason why we didn't see it. He also just might be bad and older. Padre uh, Alberto leading someone else to run into his knee. Remember that. Alberto didn't. I, I don't remember it. It was so. a throw. It was yes. a bad. It was a poorly oh, okay. executed rundown. And Hanser made kind of a poor throw to Tim which he had to catch uh, which he had to kind of move out to catch leading him right into the twins base runner who ran into his knee 
I thought it was Alberto himself. It was I thought not it was so stu- poorly it was executed rundown. Yeah. It was not a Stooges-esque collision. You no. never know with the White Sox. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing that has stuck out in my research is just Tim isn't the same player. And maybe that is because of injury. Maybe it's because he's getting older. Maybe it's because that, you know, edge isn't there anymore. Um, but if you look from 2020 uh, or 2019 to 2021, we've been talking a lot about heart of the plate. Uh, right uh, in in the past couple of uh, uh, episodes, and if you don't know what the heart of the plate is, and you've missed heart, shadow, chased, waste, um, just go to your uh, childhood bedroom, open the closet, take out your Pokemon cards. It's in there somewhere. Sure. sure. Uh, or you could type in uh, stat t- statcast attack zones because uh, uh, that's not blocked by any uh, you know firewall or anything. That's uh, you know a safe for work uh, uh, a search. Um, but you'll be able to see that that's basically just pitches that are over the heart of the plate, right? They are clearly strikes. There's no borderlineness to it. Uh, it is in the heart of the plate. And I feel like our first year watching White Sox baseball together, Herb, every time a f- tiger or a guardian or a, a, a royal threw a fastball down the middle to Tim Anderson, we knew that that was going to be hit into right field. Exactly. Right? I mean, that was his bread and butter, and we have not seen that in the past couple of years. You look from 2019 to 2021, just to put some stats to it, Tim Anderson was 12th in the heart of the zone on batter run value uh, at 13.4. Um, just uh, a great job of consistently putting those balls in play. Uh, an expected uh, weighted on base of uh, 489. Um, that was his bread and butter. That's how he, you know, made his his Damn. bread, and that's why we thought that he was so important to this White Sox team. Uh, you know, he was the star that star that stirred the drink and was the undoubted leadoff hitter for this team. Uh, you know, for what four years uh, basically. Um, but then you roll it back and you look at Tim Anderson now um, and. What he has been, uh, and of course, it's impossible to find Tim Anderson uh, on StatCast. Um, cool. It's just mixing you up. It's not letting you see Tim's heart shadow chasing waste. Basically. Um, I'm annoyed. Uh, anyways, uh, Tim from 2022 to 2023, uh, a negative 3.1 batter run value um, and uh, an, exit, uh, an expected weighted on base average of 388. So basically... 100 points different right there, um, you know, losing negative 16 run value over two years, basically, uh, from 13.4 over those three years to negative 3.1, um, just a completely different pit- hitter and, and just not setting that tone, not setting that example and, and always just falling behind pitchers and just not being that guy that was so vaunted at the, at the top of the lineup. And I just have worries that just like Yasmani Grandal, just like, you know, uh, how many uh, countless other players that we've seen with the White Sox get hurt just really never bounce back. Um, it, it does seem like consistently from 2021 to 2023 that he has gotten worse in that zone that has made him so good, just fastballs down the middle. Um, it, it seems like he's really lost that knack and touch, and it, it, it seems like that was the reason he went to driveline, and th- those results really never showed. Yeah, and it's not supposed to happen this early in his career. You're like he's only what twenty nine, thirty years old. To have 
that be a bugaboo, especially as the leadoff hitter uh, and it's not going to move, is a problem. And you put in 22 into the 23, so I'm sure the 22 stats help the 23 because the 23 stats, woeful, especially at that. I don't know if you can look at that, what the difference between 22 and 23 of the heart was because last year we were sitting here and it was me, you, Steven, and sometimes Vinny would be here, sometimes he'd be at the game, and we would look at the pitch like, if he throws him a fastball, He's going to hit it to right field. It's funny, Herb. I was actually making a graphic for you to, wow. to, to show you. I just I didn't get made it. But uh, in 2022, negative 1.2 run value. 2023, negative 1.9 run value. Oh, so he was worse. Uh, expected weighted on base average in 2022, uh, 4.32 uh, in 2023, 3.55. But you look at 2021, 2022, and 2023, worse launch angles, worse uh, average distance, and worse average exit velocity so he just wasn't creating the same power um and the power was at least exit velocity wise similar in 2022 and 2023 uh where i think it was like two points higher in 2021 and most of timmy's injuries are lower body right i mean i know he had the the hand thing uh last year but most of them's lower body and that's where you generate your power as a hitter that lower body torque and we know tim's got some of the best as a smaller type of player so yeah he was missing balls and like we were just like man detroit don't have a a scouting report on this guy because they keep on throwing fastballs first pitch of the game hits a right field and so if he's not doing that and he's also hitting the ball right to the shortstop his first his first uh, pitch where those fastballs are hard of the zone. He's just grounding the shortstop. That's not helping the team at all, at all. And if it's just because his injuries haven't healed up properly, I can understand that. Let him have a full offseason of full rest. This year, remember, he played in the World Baseball Classic, played at second base. He was all right. He was actually kind of decent there. I would like a full offseason where he's just getting his mind clear, his, um, his weight up, and then going back to old school stuff, as we're talking about Brian Bannister of players that he likes to get at reclamation projects that have fallen back on hard times. I hope they get the offensive version of Brian Bannister and say, Tim, 19, 20, 21, this is what you did. 22 and 23, this is, nah, that's trash. We're going back to that. And trusting your hands, F that driveline stuff because you see the results of the driveline stuff. I know you might have been injured this year, but that's the, the results of it. We're going back to when you won the batting title, and that's what you're doing now. And to see if you can just take what they're giving to you, Tim. And if you're going to be a person that's not going to be take, taking pitches, here. Here's the balls right in the middle of the plate. You have to do something with it. Or else, and me and Jim Cook, who was our sales guy, we're talking about this. Drop him from the uh, drop him from the top of the order, because he's not doing well for the White Sox. He's not producing any runs. He's not watching enough balls for the rest of his teammates to see what's going on with the pitches and what the pitches are doing that day. So he needs to be the old Tim Anderson or get dropped down to the uh, bottom of the order. I think. Herb, a lot of what you said is on the table for the White Sox. Um, I I think that really this year was about that knee injury, and you know it's. I know you can't blame an entire season worth of being, what, if not one of the uh, worst offensive player in baseball this year on just a knee injury that you did play uh, through for the most part. That being said, the explanation that I got from whether it was Pedro or anybody else with the White Sox was, hey, Tim Anderson had a knee injury. He tried to play through it and therefore changed his mechanics. Changing the mechanics got him into bad habits that don't that didn't do not produce the success that he wanted to have even once the knee injury cleared up and we talked about what was it was it July that he had a pretty decent month there uh even after the 
uh, knee injury cleared up, those bad habits were still there. And so this is just a completely lost season for him because of, initially, the knee injury. And so you mentioned the World Baseball Classic. He looked, he looked like that energetic spark plug guy that he has been for this team for, for years, right, in the World Baseball Classic. First week of the season, his numbers were Tim Anderson numbers in the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. And then he gets hurt right when they go to Minnesota. So I don't, I don't think that – I do think that there is reason to believe that Tim Anderson will be back looking more like himself come April or come end of March when opening day is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the White Sox would be – very well within their uh, uh, sanity to make that gamble like we were talking about earlier in the show. That being said, Chris Getz was asked about the top of the lineup. T.A. and Andrew Benatendi obviously didn't get the job done this year, and he said, yeah, we might need to look into some, you know, changing things up. And, uh, you know, we've heard conversation about, hey, can Tim Anderson play second base? Should Tim Anderson be the second baseman for this team? And guys have said, ah, well, he's athletic. He can do it. You saw him do it in the WBC. I think they only did it one day one or two days for him uh, on the on the big league team this year, but it's out there and it's not necessarily being swept away. No, no, he's our shortstop. Why would we ever do that kind mm-hmm. of thing? Um, as it has been in the past, right? So I think there are some things on the table that the White Sox are looking at. Hey, Tim Anderson would be a great thing to have in our lineup, but maybe there are other ways we can can deploy him if he doesn't show up being the Tim Anderson of old, the guy that you were just talking about. I don't know if he needs to throw everything that he's worked on and, and tried to improve on out the window. He just needs to be healthy enough to use it. Um, and, and I think he needs to realize that hey, Tim, Tim Anderson, and he, I know he realizes this because he's very confident in himself. Tim Anderson was a guy who was getting on base all the time via the base hit. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. And you don't need to become a new kind of player to do that. That's the kind of thing that made him the, the kind of player who could get that big shortstop money, that could get that big shortstop contract, even if the defense, which got a lot better and then got worse this year, um, you know, had, had not been up to the offense, uh, uh, so to speak. But this is a guy that could still be very, very helpful for this team, very, very important for this team. And uh, I think that them picking up that option, though, doesn't necessarily mean that it's just going to be like, all right, do your thing, and we'll talk to you at the end of the year kind of thing. And, hey, uh, Sam makes a good point. I mean, flexibility is always important. If you could play shortstop, maybe you could play second base, maybe you could play right field. Maybe I mean, hey, that, that's an open spot, too, for the White Sox. Um, I think that, I, I think that uh, you know, there's been enough complaints from White Sox fans about playing players out of position that maybe that should, should, should be – Really you li- kind of put to the back burner. You eliminate ground balls. You eliminate do- double plays. You eliminate pickoffs. All the guy has to worry about is catching fly balls. I don't know, it seems all right. Uh, but he's never played outfield. I was kidding. Um, <laughs> so, real quick, uh, like Tim just really never really caught on. Um, even when these stretches I'm bringing up, uh, his OPS still under 700 in these stretches. There's no power. Yeah. Um, right, no power. And, and still Tim Anderson's approach is always, I'm going to get on via the hit. So uh, there's no on-base percentage to go with these numbers as well. This is strictly batting average. And uh, you know how much I love to judge guys on, on just batting average. But uh, <laughs> July 14th to August 27th, that's a 30-game stretch. He had a batting average of 300. And May 13th to June 9th, 24-game stretch, he had a batting average of 293. So, um, I mean, that's about 54 games where he was, uh, you know, around a 300 hitter. Um, if he still has that contact, hopefully he can use those contact skills and, and build up that power. But the power has been uh, draining, uh, especially on the, the pitches that you're supposed to be creating power on um, for, for hitters. So uh, we'll, we'll obviously monitor it because uh, we've got more on it after the break. But I'll say, th- I'll say this one more thing, too. 
when it comes to the power. If Tim Anderson would have only hit one home run this year but batted 330, oh, no nothing, one cares. there's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. No. Right? And I know the, the expectation was not to be that, right? The expectation was, holy smokes, this guy could hit 20 home runs one day. I understand right. that. But, like, doing the thing that makes him so important to this lineup would, would cover up the fact that he's not hitting any home runs. Right. I mean, as, as long as he's getting on base, that's what's most important. If the, the power comes with it, cool. But, you know, if he's hitting 330 and stealing, you know, 35 bags and is healthy, I don't think there's going to be a ton of complaints. Um, we'll get to that, too, because, again, I don't know how many guys can do that uh, in the free agent market uh, that is going to be available for Chris Getz. Uh, let's take a quick break, though. Let you know about our friends over at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season. No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, they make, have easy online ordering and in-store pickup to make it easy for you. And their great transparency, transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards, means you get rewarded for your purchases. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary. Herb's favorite is uh, over in Wrigleyville. They got but Yesterday, I went to the one in R- River North. Oh, how was that? Less busy, just the same, but okay. less busy. There you go. Yeah, you would think it would be just as busy, but no. You, I got in and out. Is there parking there? There is. You got to find it. Okay. I okay. mean, it's downtown, so, you know, if you're used to Chicago, you, you'll you find parking. There you go. Uh, their Sunnyside House of Brands that Herb was able to explore in uh, River North uh, includes Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Floracal, Wonder, Remedy. What'd you pick up? I got the Good I got the good News uh, Friday, of there course. Uh, two and, of them. And you got Friday coming up? They had a nice, um, nice uh, discount, too. If you bought two, you got 15% off. You bought three, you get 20% off. It was nice. And I, I know these aren't stackable with other promotions, but, hey, if you do want to try out a different code, we got code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. Through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop, uh, place a pre-order. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One, you, one use per customer. It's not stackable with other promotions, and that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code, so pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois Med Card holder. Also want to let you know about our friends over at FOCO. Uh, we got our Southpaw one back there. Right behind me, yeah. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Um, how, you know, fitting. Uh, back there as well. Uh, FOCO donated those great set decorations to us, and we appreciate that. Go show them some love at FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below for online pre-sale items. Just promo code CHGO for 10% off. They got the lovely Tim Anderson bobblehead that you can see behind us with the uh, red line uh, Sox 35th facade. You also got the uh, front entrance facade there at 35th and Shields. Uh, It's a nice little south side uh, uniform that he's got on too. Uh, But, you know, even second in the lineup, they got you covered and you might be looking for an Andrew Benatendi bobblehead. Why look any further than an Arkansas Razorback? Andrew now, does Benatendi that one bobblehead. does that one incorporate any sort of public transit image, imagery from Fayetteville, Arkansas? I don't think so. No, you know, see, I think all of them should have some sort of thing on there. A Did horse and a- buggy. Got him. Yeah. Got him. Herb. <laughs> Is strong bus transit line in Fayetteville. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what it's called. I mean, it's probably, I don't know what the CTA equivalent is. Mm. The FTA? Hog bus. Hog bus. <laughs> uh, go to check out foco.com, foco.com, or click the link in the description below for online pre-sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. If you actually just scream out, woo pig suey, a, uh, a, a rabid uh, hog comes and uh, gives you a ride. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like uh, you know, you got sled dogs. 
Maybe they got sled hogs down there. <laughs> sled hogs, yeah. nice. <laughs> and they, they got like uh, roller skates. You know, because like, the hogs are wearing yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I think they'd go faster without them. I got to be honest. Yeah, yeah they're fast as hell. Well, I don't I mean, think you're convincing a wild boar to to roller skate. But there's no like snow to build traction. I mean, that's the whole point of sled dogs. I mean, what do you, what do you, what is the they have the sled oh, on, on the sled? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There could be wheels on the sled, okay. just not on. Like the, I thought you meant the the hogs would be wearing little roller skates. It'd be fun. I don't think it would be. Not for the hog. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels on the hog bus go woo pig suey. Something there? No? Okay. Mm. All right, let's move on uh, to the free agents. Uh, let's go to second base first because uh, there is a friendly face there. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Tim Anderson, but hey, you guys, is Elvis Andres just not going to be on the 2024 uh, Chicago White Sox? Jeez. I mean, this is the most valuable second baseman in the free agent market. Elvis Andres at age 35. This is career. Uh, has career yeah. F4 of 36.1 F4, but also had the most F4 out of any of these players in 2023. Is that true? No. Yes. Wait, Merrifield was an all-star. Yes. You wasn't, think that means something. He wasn't good. Can you name the all-star MVP? Terrible. What do you mean? Do I think it means something? It means he was doing you, well you, in July. You brought that up with Benintendi. You brought that up with, with Merrifield. You don't get You named, brought that up with Michael Lorenzen. You don't get named Michael an Lorenzen's all-star if you're bad. Yes, you do. What do you mean, yes, you do? Don't Andrew you Benintendi know? in 2022. Well, sometimes you do, but he was on a team with a bunch of other all-stars. But he was, he was fine. Yeah. He wasn't bad, is my point. Offensively, he wasn't you like great. To, you, like to cr- like you like to crush batting average, right? Yeah. But my thoughts on batting average is... If you have a low batting average, doesn't necessarily mean you're bad. But if you have a high batting average, that's good. If you're getting a hit three out of ten times, that's, that's good. good. No, that's yeah, good. I agree. Being an all-star, that's good. <laughs> no, I'm not taking Andrew Elvis Andres. He's not good, okay. Sean. Maybe you should combine them into one person. Elvis Andres Benintendi. <laughs> <laughs> what would that do? He's a terrible player. It would, it would, <laughs> what would that accomplish? Well, you could have the fun pun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Uh, yeah, Elvis Andres worth four point six WAR. Jorge Polanco three point three. Whit Merrifield three. You, you said four point six. This is according to MLB.com. No, no, it this wasn't. is according to MLB.com. No, he was not a four. I don't, I don't know where later. that number came from. Not a it, chance. I don't know where that number. came from. That sounds from. like a misplaced decimal. I'm point. not. Yeah, I am not <laughs> the person. I think his thing was like at two WAR, which is good for a guy that I didn't expect much from. But he is not at a four. Fangraphs has him at 1.1. There, there we go. go. I'm about to say. Baseball first, reference has him at 0. 0.6. Oh, there we go. God. The first half of the season, die. he was Golly. like, he like couldn't hit anything. No, but then he got like super hot. Yeah. Sure, but not 4.6. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Wow. I was about to bust out war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Um, but you're asking us which one of those players would I pick? Jorge uh, well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, so, so what we're trying to figure out here is, if you are Chris Getz, you're looking at that option for Tim Anderson. Does this list come into factor? And yeah, you bring up Jorge Polanco, but I mean, is that actually obtainable? I mean, Minnesota, who just made the playoffs, also might want Jorge Polanco. I mean, that's good that they want him, but you have to go and get him from them and make oh, it an addition by there subtraction. There is a club option too. Fuck, it's over there. That's why I, I, I want to bring up and, the and team. If, and if I may, uh, the. Chicago's already tried John Shoup with the Bears, and that did not, that did not go well. But that's Jonathan Scope, though. Yeah, different guy. Yeah. He's this guy pronounces his name like the mouthwash. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he's a— uh, So it's spelled wrong. He's from he's Curacao, like, right? He is from he is Curacao. From Curacao. That's the Dutch spelling. Would that be Caracan? It's, uh, what? What is their uh, nationality? Yeah, like Venezuelan? Oh, their denonym? What's yeah. their denonym? I don't know. I'd have to look that Karakin up. Caracan sounds right. 
But you know they're uh, they're Dutch. Yeah, they're Dutch. That's it. That, no, they're they're. Oh, I know, I know, I know they're the Dutch. Nation, the yeah, Kingdom of yeah, Netherlands yeah, right, right, runs right. them. Yeah, with Bert like, by Levin. <laughs> he runs him. Yeah, he's like, hey, hit a single. He's the Dutch Mister Baseball. Thank you, Mister Bylevin. I'll do it. <laughs> the Kingdom of Netherlands compels you to hit a single. Curacaoan. Curacaoan. Yes, That's fun. Uh, Polanco has a club option. Whit Merrifield. Whit has a mutual option. I don't stay want, with the uh, Blue Jays. Yes. I do not want Whit Merrifield. He's but he's going to age. be a White Sox. Yes, exactly. He's advanced in age. He didn't have a good year last year. And I don't think he comes here and rediscovers the fountain of youth. I think he's just going to be a bad former Royal that's on the White Sox, like most of them are. If they could get a deal, you know, if they could get uh, him at a low cost, he fits what they need from a positional standpoint, right? Somebody who can play second base, somebody they can put in a corner outfield spot and depend on a little bit. Um, Obviously, he's a former Royal, and you've got some former Royals connections on the White Sox these days, as we've talked quite a bit about. But um, at the end of the day, he seems like the kind of guy you sign if you want to compete next year. You know what I mean? The resources get get committed to somebody who's 35 who can help you get over the hump to get to where you want to go. You know, if they are if they are teetering on the edge of next year's going to be a rebuild year slash next year might maybe they'll jump up and compete. Um, it doesn't seem like that's the way you allocate those resources. And Fred, um, he predicted the hundred losses, the the long sludge to hundred losses at the beginning of the year, and now he's saying the countdown to Salvi Perez and Whit Merrifield. Stop putting that stuff out in the atmosphere, Fred. Put a good player out in the atmosphere. But I know we're gonna go there. I did it's see it's going that way. You've you've brought up Vinny. The whole Salvi Perez costs too much. He does. I did see, and this is not me. Oh, I I, I am bringing this up because. Someone else said this, uh, Luke, and I, did, I'm going to screw up his last name. Uh, Ru- Whitmire. Lu- no. What? Stuckmire and Whit. Luke Smales. Uh, it, it looks like Snails, but with an M. Judge Smales from Caddyshack? Maybe. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. No, oh, you should. It's um, very good. But uh, shout out to Luke. Uh, uh, Luke works uh, with uh, 643 charts. Uh, but he said the only scenario where I'd even consider trading for Salvi would be if KC took back Benatendi and all the remaining four years on his deal. I mean, could, could we make it happen? Give him the left Ugh. fielder. We'll take Salvi. I'd love it. No. Yeah. No. Yes. We got the worst year that Andrew Benintendi is going to have in these five years. And we're going to trade him away to Kansas City. So in these four years, he's going to dominate us. And we're going to have the terrible you think Salve home- Perez version of this. You think homeboy's getting better? Yeah. He can't get worse. Yes, he can. How can he get worse? He hit five home runs. He can hit four. He barely got on base at 320, which is way below his uh, career on base percentage. Team high. Team Idol. <laughs> I think he's going to get better, especially in Kansas City, He'll, where he was an all-star. Sean, damn it. It's true. So, yeah, I think he could be good. And then we get the other side of the 30s, Salvi Perez, where he's just grounding the ball out the shortstop and playing bad catcher, like he always says. He makes too much money. Why in the world would the Royals eat any of it? And if they're not going to eat the money to keep their – or to uh, – to keep their uh, franchise icon, Salvi Perez, why are they assuming $60-plus million to bring back a guy that they already traded away just last year? (laughs) And he's no Alex Gordon either. And he sucks. Um, Yeah, I I mean, mean, Gordon sucked too, though. I mean, he's pretty good defensively. They love him there. He retired his number already, I believe. A lot of gold gloves. It's one World Series. 
That's got to be one of the weirdest. Oh, he was like a Mr. Royal pretty brief. I mean, pretty, they pretty, pretty, pretty much pretty brought him up for them, yeah. from Nebraska, so in the area, and then was a Royal for life. He had a chance to go, and I remember, like, he just signed back with the Royals when he was kind of still good. Good face of the franchise for them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I love them some Alex Gordon. Yeah, don't, don't be out don't here be knocking Alex Gordon. Don't be Alex Gordon. Um, I will be knocking Andrew Benatendi. Um, Forever. Thank God. Shocking. Um, Drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, nah, damn it. I didn't even have the numbers right. I can't even burn them. Okay. Uh, let's go to the uh, shortstops uh, here. Greg. Oh, God. <laughs> you couldn't even burn. Uh, Greg, why Andrew. don't you play the Gorhorn to wake yourself up? A little slipping behind there. Little, what do you call those on the Bears show? I'm test. I'm texting Doug Plank. Oh wow! Oh whoa! Wow! Oh, let me pick I'm that so name. Sorry. Up. Hold on. You Hold also on. have a job. Let me put that. <laughs> let me pick That's that name up. Goodness gracious! Part of it. It's part, <laughs> of, it's part of the job. All right. Uh, the 2023-2024 shortstop free agent options. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, Brandon Crawford, Javier Baez, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Tim Anderson, Jose Iglesias, uh, Paul DeJong, uh, Nick Ahmed, Mm. Joey Wendell, Alberto Mondesi. He's a former uh, uh, Royal. He is. Uh, I hear Adrianza and uh, Kike Hernandez. Uh, There is a opt-out. For Javier Baez, so he might, no. or might not be a free agent. He I know you say no. Be a free agent. I. There were some weird he's comments. He's re-signing. I mean, he's not and, uh, messing with that. Who's not going to get what twenty plus million? He was on awful the open, this year, wasn't he? On the yeah. open market. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess he doesn't want to opt. No. Wait, Hell no, he doesn't want to opt I, out. No, I, I saw a weird. I'll try to find the quote. He's like, I'm staying this some bitch right here. And obviously, Tim Anderson has a team option as well on yes. that list. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, but, um, it is not a uh, star-studded uh, crop of names on, at either position there. But um, I guess the, if you want to say silver lining of keeping Tim Anderson for those who don't, is that you could shop in both of those areas, right? If the idea is on the table that, oh, maybe he could be a second baseman for uh, the White Sox. I think at the end of the day, also, too, as we talked about so often last year when we were looking at lists that weren't uh, super appealing, trades. And uh, I know the White Sox don't have a ton of trade capital in the minor leagues, but I think they probably have more now than they did then, uh, than they did a year ago. So, um, obviously, there's a name that factors into all this, Colson Montgomery. When is he going to be up? Do they keep shortstop free and clear for him? There was a comment from Pedro toward the end of the season that was in response to a question about young players maybe coming to spring training would they have a shot and he said hey competition reigns and if you want to if if these guys have their eyes on making a big league team this could be a very good opportunity for them to do so um so I don't know. Colson Montgomery's looked really good in the minor leagues. He's looked really good in areas that the White Sox need help in right we talk about on base and that kind of thing um but ready for opening day next year that would seem to be jumping the gun a little bit that being said this is the same uh, organization that uh, pushed all in on oscar colas real quick maybe that's the lesson you learned there but uh again these are different guys montgomery seems to be a, a much different kind of prospect than colas is and or was and is um so that all goes in there but again if you're starting opening day waiting for colson montgomery leaving a roster spot open for him you're not com- you're not trying to compete next year. That would be my thought, right? Because otherwise, you'd be on the team on opening day, right? Correct. 
I want Ari Andrianza because, firstly, he's related to Ozzy and the Guillen family. And secondly, I can sing the Andrianza first. You could. Always. Yeah. I would sing it every time he comes up. I know you would. It should just be his walk-up. Yeah. Yeah. Andrianza. See? Law liked it. Feel the warmth and luxury that you deserve. Hey, you know, shout out to to 95th and Western. Um, Yeah, I, I mean... Again, looking at the whole scope of this, I mean, I know Herb, I'm surprised you haven't slandered Tim Anderson by saying Ahmed Rosario's better yet. Um, he was last year. <laughs> well, I mean, why don't you say it with your chest? He's this, he was this year, too. Uh, why, was, why, why wouldn't Chris Getz be calling up Rosario? I mean, good. He's he's probably going to be a lot, of money, a lot of money on the open market because he is in his prime still, and that shortstop crop, isn't anything so he'll probably be the top middle infielder selected uh, out of free agency and it won't you'll make some real money not real money that you know the shortstops made last year because it was a real crop but he'll make the most out of these people coming and I'm I'm good and once you have Tim Anderson on your team I think he can be better than Ahmed Rosario especially in a walk year so I would just go with Tim in the 14 million that you're gonna club option him for. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it makes a heck of a lot of sense to keep Tim Anderson and keep him as your shortstop. Um, again, then you could be in a situation where you're going out and getting Josh Harrison again. You're getting Elvis Andres again. You're getting Cesar Hernandez again. You know, these kind of uninspiring solutions for second base. Um, but, again, it, it all depends on everything else. I really think that this – offseason for the White Sox is is really connected to each other. There's not going to be one move where it goes, well, that's a great move. The other moves, eh. No, all these moves are going to be the same, and it's going to determine what this team is going to do. I don't know if you can jump out and say, they got to go get that guy uh, uh, for either of those two lists. Um, it really seems like, you know, you got to think about the trade market as well. If they are going to try to make a push to be a team uh, that's going to compete, you need a better second baseman than you're finding on those lists. And uh, Popeye is still in the 40-man roster, too. So, I mean, if they, if they want to rush uh, Jose Rodriguez up, uh, maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I know you said no to Colson, but, I mean, he's uh, Rodriguez is a little bit more seasoned, I guess. But is he good? Is he <laughs> as good as Colson? No. No. Um, Not, no, good, period. Not as Colson. Is he good? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is anyone good? Um, I, we know Luis Roberts good, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently the uh, Seattle Mariners uh, fans want us to trade, uh, you know. Oh, my God. Pennies and dimes for uh, for Luis Roberts Jr. Brian uh, Wu. Come yeah, on now. Get your own outfielder. Uh, well, let's take a break and uh, let you know about our friends over at Circa Sportsbook, and then we will jump into our AL fantasy-only teams that you guys probably forgot we drafted. I did. Um, March 31st or March Boy, 21st was when I we looked at him. Boy, did I do bad. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh. there is one reason why you, your team was held back a little bit. One. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, well, one might <laughs> real. Uh, we'll let you know about our friends over at Circa. Uh, if you haven't yet, you have to download the Circa Sportsbook app. You can have uh, America's largest uh, sportsbook at, the, at your fingertips right now. Uh, the best part about Circa is they have tight money line splits and low hold model. Uh, so games on Circa Sportsbook will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sportsbook, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. You'll be getting the most of your wager. Um, why pay VIG? You know, VIG is for 
the sports books, right? That's for people who understand that number, that word, right? You should just be able to say, I like this bet and go place that bet. Um, and that's what Circa strives to do. Um, and the best part too is they have great customer service. There are people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use Chatbox and all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the beautiful and lovely Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So if you haven't yet, download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. Our next one is on the 15th of October as the Bears take on the Vikings. Uh, so come that's check Sunday. out the... That's Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then there's one next Sunday on the 22nd as the Bears take on the Raiders. Um, come check out Circa at our tailgate. If you or some you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537, text GMB833234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Herb already gave out his picks uh, for the Hawks tonight. and did. He's just betting Connor Bedard. So there you go. And Circa is going to be posting uh, props all throughout the year uh, for Bedard and his games. So if you're looking for uh, shots on goal and I believe uh, two score uh, a point or a goal. Um, you can go check those lines out at Circa Sportsbook now. Uh, also, want to let you know about the Die Hard program. Uh, we got an event coming up on the 15th this Sunday. We have the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. We have our uh, tailgate coming up. Braggs, you are the what connoisseur you, what do you want? of our. Well, of I'm our... sleeping over here. <laughs> Bug me. Is Doug Plank coming to our tailgate, or what's going on? I'm working on that, okay? Okay, all right. Well, I'm I'll tell people that. about what's happening on the 15th. Yes, uh, as you alluded to during the great Circa read, and Circa Sports has been great with us. They've been coming out to our tailgates, and uh, they will be there on the 15th as well, and the tailgates going forward. Go to, the all, go to allchgo.com. Go to the events tab. Get your tickets to these tailgates. If you don't get these tailgate tailgate tickets, the Bears aren't going to win these games. So, do you not want them to win? Because if you do want them to win, you got to come to these tailgates. It's. I mean, that sounds like a pretty ob- that sounds like a pretty easy promise for Braggs to make. It's fairly that simple. <laughs> it seems superstitious too. Fairly that simple. That's what's going to happen. Come to the tailgate. All you can drink Goose Island. All you can eat fire Firewater Barbecue. You guys have had it, right? I have. I've been to both of them. Really good food, huh? Delicious. Delicious food. And they pile it on, too, from that uh, pulled pork. Mercy. Yep. And you're drinking wings, a goose island now? Wings, good sauces, macaroni and cheese. Coleslaw. Oh. Coleslaw. You get Macaroni it. and cheese? Oh, yeah. Both? Delicious. Did I, did I not say that no, right? He was, just, he was <laughs> just being silly. Yeah. Yeah. The cheese, Usually cheese is included. <laughs> dry the, macaroni. Right. So. And the vibes are included as well. That's and good. if you become a diehard... You can get a discount on that event and any future events we have, including the Blackhawks game we have coming up. You know, so get a lot of different advantages to become a diehard. You get a free T-shirt right out the gate, like the one Herb's wearing right now. So you can get it. Basically, pays for itself. Become a diehard. Get a free T-shirt. Get a discount on the tailgate that you're already coming to because the Bears want to win. We need you to help us get the Bears that win. And will you be walking the people down like you always do? I did it for the first game. But do it again. Okay. But we lost that game. So? That's because our defense played Didn't like shit. The then we we're lost back. the next game, yeah, too. So, so We're back. Yeah. Goddamn back. Fuck the Vikings. Um, 
I'm glad that we have the Chicago Bears version of Billy Mays uh, producing our show because that way they hope just not. send it to him and uh, he can rest he, in peace to our God. He could Billy sell Mays. you uh, on the tailgate. It should be a great time. And uh, Greg's done a great job uh, revamping our uh, tailgates, making it uh, even better than it was last year. So shout out to Greg. Uh, he's done some fin- phenomenal work. Um, all right. Let's get into our AL only tailgate. I almost hit the horn there but <laughs> hit it no come on you, now, now we know it. people know nah, yeah people and you are, gave him a heads up waiting for the hawks horn. won the hawks won. yeah they won hawks won yeah. hawks won hawks won <laughs> lawrence is like i gotta get a a quieter horn no what we need that the horn. whole point of the, the horn is that it's loud it's yeah. a blaring horn it's a celebration yeah. have you ever been at the united center when they score it's, it's a like celebration a, bitches it, it feels like an attack <laughs> <laughs> Drink up. <laughs> what are you doing? Rick James. Oh, Rick James, bitch. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get into our uh, AL. <laughs> Sorry to ask you why you were taking a sip of beer, too. Uh, let's get into our AL only fantasy teams. Uh, no Steven Nicholas today producing our show, uh, but we're going to talk about him anyway and his team. And his uh, terrible team. His we team did, went was real bad, but still better than mine. Yeah. Well, yeah. well I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll show the stats in just a second. Um, we're going to go through the, the the teams, and then we'll get you the stats in just a second. But uh, in left field first, uh, Steven drafted uh, Taylor Ward. Then in center field, Aaron Judge. Right field. Why did he draft Taylor Ward? Teoscar Hernandez. I don't know. <laughs> um, at third base, Matt Chapman. Shortstop, Bo Bichette. Uh, at second base, Marcus Simeon. At first base, Anthony Rizzo. Oof. At catcher, future White Sox, Sal Perez. At DH, Jordan Alvarez. And pitching, uh, Shane McClanahan. Mm. It's just a tough year for him. Really, outside of Marcus Simeon, all of those guys were hurt. Yeah. There he is. Steven's watching. Is he? Steven. Hey. Yeah, his team was injured, <laughs> damn it. Uh, so we'll have to get him in uh, 2024. Uh, but let's get into our teams. Uh, we'll get into Vinny's first. Um, Vinny didn't have Otani. No, he didn't. Weirdly enough. He had the first pick, but he didn't have Otani. No, who'd you take? Trout. Oh, you took Trout. Uh, Trout was uh, your center fielder. And left field, you had Steven, uh, what is it, Master? Mas- Ambassador of the Quan. Ambassador yeah. of the Quan. Uh, we haven't talked about him in a bit, so I, I So that about- shows you how my team did this year. Yeah, well, we <laughs> haven't talked about this in, like, months. Quan yeah. <laughs> in left field, Trout in center, Springer in right, at third base, Bregman, at second base, Brandon Lau, at first base, Jose Abreu, at catcher, Adley Rutschman, at DH, Giancarlo Stanton, pitcher, Lance Lynn and just yikes shortstop mm. Juan Franco. So mm. uh, your team immediately hurt because your shortstop got placed on administrative leave. And when you're on administrative leave, you can't play. Uh, so. Yeah. And, you know, all those other guys not doing very well also <laughs> contributed to that. I mean, like Springer was bad. Trout, Trout was hurt. Was hurt. Uh, Lance Lynn gave up all the home runs. Yeah, 44, yeah. I think. Every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Adley was good. Adley was great. Yeah. So I nailed one of them. Your team was okay. It was, it was it, bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as Stevens. If that, if we oh, could. All right. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. And the top two teams. I would have thought him having Semyon just would have put him over the put well, him over the top. No one drafted Corey Seager. No. Not a single one of no. us took Corey Seager. didn't want that. I should have. Uh, let's didn't want that. Look at my team. Uh, yeah, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. That seemed like too much talent. Uh, my team is uh, in left field. Randy Rosarina uh, in center field, Julio Rodriguez. All right. In right field, Anthony Santander. All right. mm-hmm. Third base, Rafael Devers. Oh, great. And at shortstop, Tim Anderson. Ooh. At second base, Andres Jimenez. Mm. 98 weighted runs created plus. And at first base, Andrew Vaughn. Mm. At catcher, Alejandro Kirk. Mm. At DH, 
the guy who saved my team, Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. and uh, my pitcher was Dylan. I mean, Cease. that outfield is great. Yes, that outfield did great. Their face was, was great. Fine. Yeah, and uh, Otani obviously was Otani, yeah. and Cease was okay. And if I took Corey Seager, I probably would have won. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Cease was fine. Uh, and then Herb's team, uh, we'll mm-hmm. get to uh, our champion uh, in the full stats here. Um, Herb's team, Greg, flash Herb's team. I can't do my show. Look at me. <laughs> Left field, Dalton Varshow. Ter- terrible. In center field, Luis Robert Jr. Let's go. In right field. Kyle talking. All right, let's go. Herb ran away with this. Yes. Uh, who stole like 30 bags, too? Like Damn right. Kyle Tucker's Skeletor ass was stealing bags. Did you bags. just yell at me to flash you? Yes. yes. You were talking As always. Doing your job. First Doug Plank, now Lawrence. I mean, just focus on what's in front of you. Well, I'm uh, extremely ADHD. Same. Uh, third base, Jose Ramirez. Let's go. At shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr. Mm. At second base, Gliber Torres. Damn it. At first base, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, fine. I mean, you wouldn't really go back and repick it. I mean, it's no. still Vlad. I mean, he just he was had, bad. He had an all right year, but it's like a 117 OPS plus for a first baseman. It's just, nah. You got the big dumper, Cal Raleigh. There we go. DH, Aloy Jimenez. Ugh. And the only pitcher that was worth selecting, Garrett Cole. Cy Young. Uh, let's flash the stats. Herbie basically led in Most every categories. category. Yeah, Steven led with the rate stats, uh, and that's basically because his guys played less. Uh, 267 batting average, 338 on base percentage, 467 slug led, so Steven won three categories there. Vinny, you had the most walks with hey. 514. Uh, that was the only category you won. Yep. I didn't win a single category. But I, but I crushed it. You did crush it. What did you crush? 514 on the walks, and no one else got close to 500 walks. I know. Yeah. Come on. You People walked a ton. Had the lowest <laughs> homers. All of us got to 200. You didn't. Nope. Um, you had a decent amount of doubles. Whew. That's a bad, that that's up bad. triples. That's a bad year. Um, I didn't lead in any category, and Herb led in singles, doubles, triples, homers, uh, I believe RBIs, and stolen bases. Goddamn right. Uh, you killed, Herb, and you also had the best pitcher. So congratulations, Herb Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not even putting up the pitching stats. He had the guy who's going to win the Cy Young. Yes. I had the guy who led baseball in home runs allowed. Yes. Yeah. I had Dylan Cease, who was mid, and uh, Steven had a guy who was hurt. Who did Steven have? He had McClanahan. Oh, Rue. Rue. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, Rue didn't finish the season, so uh, he was unfortunately. All time I won one of these things. And hey, this was AL only. My pitcher didn't even finish the season in the American League. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that hurt your chances, too. Does that mean I get a few of those home runs shaved off? Oh my uh, God. I don't think it helps either way. <laughs> this kind of makes up for how bad my 2022 preseason predictions went, where I got, like, every single person wrong and every division <laughs> wrong. I think I picked the Padres to win the World Series, the White Sox to win hey, the division. The, my preseason World Series pick still alive. What was it? Astros. Oh, God. golly. It is. <laughs> I picked the Mets and the Mariners. So, yeah, they're both dead. Uh, anyways. You don't even know what stupid is. Oh, damn right. Cut, cut off. Michael Scott got well, cut I off. just wanted the first part. The stupid is. I do no ball. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. That's Greg Braggs Jr. for producing. Uh, you <laughs> can follow him. I did a terrible job today, guys. You were You were, you were fine. A, you were it adequate. was like a Tim Anderson Effort. I mean, I thought it was an entertaining job at the very least. <laughs> it's entertaining. Well, when you're I'll compared, always be entertaining. It's an off season. <laughs> I may not be good at my job. When you compare it to the I'll pinnacle of Stephen Nicholas, it's gonna be you're gonna fall short all the time. 
Right. Everybody. I'm, he'll be calling me, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Greg uh, at GBraggsJr23. The one thing you got Stephen beat on is you actually have a Twitter. Uh, that's Vinny Dubry. You can follow him at Vinny Dubry. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's our Lawrence. You can follow him at Wall 23 He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Congrats to Herb. Hit that like button and subscribe button on your way out. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Mm. Y'all silly like the mayor.